welcome to No Page Unturned, the podcast where Christina, Steph, and myself, Josh, go in-depth discussing books, mainly focusing on those written by BIPOC and LGBTQ plus authors. You don't have to read along with us, but be warned, there will be spoilers ahead. What's up, everybody? We are back with the fourth book in Jen Lyons' A Chorus of Dragons. It's the House of Always. Uh, this is my particular favorite book in the series. And uh, yeah, so we're, we're doing our usual thing. So reminder, that means we are talking spoilers for the full book. So if you haven't finished the book yet, go ahead, finish it. Come back. We'll be here. Um, and you can you can t- tweet us about how you predicted things the whole time, and listen to us forget everything. <laughs> but uh, we're not spoiling the last book. Yes, not full series spoilers. Just, yeah, just for the current book. Yes, mm-hmm. well, I was thinking the other day. I was like, "Oh dang!" Once we start the Discord of Gods, we'll be talking full series spoilers. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be for a little while still. Uh, yeah, so this, yeah, I mean, I'd not, you know, not to give too much of a preamble. Uh, this is the fourth book. Uh, this book came out during 2021, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, it's very much a pandemic book. It's a quarantine book. Uh, I really like it for that reason. I like it because all of my faves, all of my bestie characters are all stuck in a room together. And it's delightful. And I believe we should do, we, we have our inaugural edition of cover art chat or not inaugural annual edition of cover art chat. Uh, this for me up until the next book, cause I will, I think the next book is my favorite cover art up to the next book. This is the sickest cover art of the series uh-huh. so far. Like by and away, it's a dope kraken, uh, and it's a beautiful like teal color too. Which like on my on my shelf, like I don't have any books that are this color. I got lots of orange. I got lots of red. I got lots of black. I don't have a teal book. That's, That's a good true. point. I don't either. Yeah. That being said, I gotta stand for the. I think the horse with fangs is a little creepier because you look at it and you're like, oh, it's a horse. Then you're like, oh, God, the horse is gonna eat me. Isn't it also on fire? I think it's got like a mane kind of coming out, which is orange, so it looks looks fiery. Horse, comma, possibly on fire. Yeah. What's the the memory of Soul's cover now that I think about it? Uh, It's the elephant, the white elephant with the red eyes. Thing is, you know what's yeah. funny? I love elephants, but I think that might be my least favorite of the covers. Looking at like just the the little icon of it on the back here, I just realized it has like extra. Um, the elephant has extra. I don't know. Uh, prongs on its tusks, yeah, which is pretty sick, and I did not notice that until now. I don't like that. <laughs> it's an group. angry elephant, and I I want my elephants to be cool and happy. This is also the first of the books of this series that this podcast existed when it came out. Yes. Because I remember uh, Steph being like, whatever happened to Kalindra? And then then Steph's like, oh, Josh has a smile on his face. I think it's on record. I think I saved that because, like, you made a face and I was like, listeners, Josh is making a face right now. Yeah, that was on an episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is the first book that we all read together Mm -hmm. because I had caught up by this point, yeah. 
I remember that. Yeah. I was slow because, I don't know, pandemic. Yeah, because it was a fucking yeah. nightmare time. I think you read, like, the first bit, and then you just didn't finish it for a while. Why didn't I? I don't know, because everything was terrible. Say. Everything I was think, terrible. Yeah. It's, it's funny to put it in context. I think me and Steph read it pre the vaccines coming out. <laughs> yeah. And Christina read right. it post the vaccines coming out. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why Josh and I really struggled to read uh, Harrow because that was when the mm. pandemic was yeah. first starting. Yeah, and that was also kind of like everything's it's insane and we don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of like maybe I don't want to experience this <laughs> vicariously and immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the stakes are like really ramped up in this book, like from the jump. Like our first few chapters. Oh, by the way, listeners. We're doing, uh, each episode is going to be six chapters because there's only 60 chapters in this book, but they're, they're beefy. So we're doing six, uh, chapters per episode and like, you know, in, in classic, you know, this series, but also most books fashion, like the first couple chapters are exposition. And then because it's Gen Lions, they're also like hard in media res. Here's some action. You don't know what's going on. Dialogue, catch up, exposition. And, uh. Yeah, so the, the stakes are immediately, like, very high in this book in a way that not so much, not so much in the memory of souls. I think, like, we had them getting dumped into the blight, but it wasn't mm-hmm. sort of, like, the immediate, like, there's a kraken, there's a dragon, Javon's being mind-controlled, we're all going to Shadrag Gore, oh no, we fucked up, and Volcaros' hand is sticking through the wall. Like, all in, well, like, six chapters. Yeah. yeah. But also the dump into blight chapter opening the beginning of the last book is feels much uh shorter and then we're immediately goes to kieran and thervishar in grit's tower being like oh is that where you want to start the story and then them going back to show uh how they got there that does not happen right away mm-hmm. in this book and it, it kicks off like before even the in media res happens, it kicks off right away with uh um Ray's two letters that yes. she writes. Mm-hmm. Both like so setting very different tones with her letter to Relis Far being like, This is the moment like right away. We didn't even know that like Senaray like there's some hints and foreshadowing in the last book that Senaray was gonna turn. But it's like the first sentence. It's like, mm-hmm. this is when I knew I was going to betray you. Yeah. And then, like, that letter being, um, which I don't think I realized the first time, that letter was like, oh, you're only going to get this letter if you've already won. Yeah. And then the second letter being, like, very depressing. <laughs> like, but also, like, oh, starting with my darling Tharva Shahar. I was like, yes! <laughs> but it's also like, Oh, something's very something very wrong is about to happen. So can I like uh toot my own horn a little bit here? Mm-hmm. Always. Based on the second letter, I had a pretty good sense of how this book was gonna go. Like nice. just because of the bit where she's talking about like, oh, I picture you, you know, walking through the house, tucking us in, wondering if we're ever gonna wake up. I was like, okay, they're going to like some fucking dreamland, they're one by one falling asleep, uh who knows if they have to do something in this dream, and if they don't do that, they're not going to wake up. So I had that was my like sense from the jump 
how nice. this book was going to go, and I was mostly right. I Obviously, had no it was much more complicated than that, but uh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't. Like, you did kind of nail yeah. it. Like, that is what it is. And that's not even, like, a spoiler to say, because, so, like, a lot of stuff happens with the how. This is very much like a how done it, not a who done yeah. it. Yeah. 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 I am not the originator of that phrase, but I forgot where I heard it, so I'm taking the <laughs> I like it. How done it. Yeah. How, how done it. How do. How, how is, how can. So, yeah. But then... I, I like that the letters are such a fucking, like, tone lie. Like, they're calm, <laughs> and she's like, you're yeah. gonna tuck us in. I'm gonna betray you, but you'll never know. But then it's like, hey, do you want to fight a kraken and a dragon <laughs> and a thunderstorm? At the same time. And set, and the, yeah. And Javon's dressed like a pirate in a play. Just... Yeah, at least... Kalindra's there! there and fucking Kalindra's there! I think I, like, the minute I read that, I texted you. I was like, ah! Uh, <laughs> you did. <laughs> it, and it's just so funny. Not funny. Like, funny in a panicky kind of way. Mm-hmm. How, like, you know, the last book ends with Kieran dying. And then yeah. we're, we're immediately jumping to this, and you're like, what the fuck? The fuck How do happening? you go from Kieran dying? Yeah. To this. Yeah, why are we on divorce? Yeah, yeah. Like, we're here. Yeah, Kalindra's back. She's apparently a Milligrease now. Like, there's a child in the mix. Yeah, there's Kraken, there's dragons. Talia and Javon are around. And so are Galen and Shaloran and Cone. Like, what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shaloran was a big surprise because yeah. I was like, wait, I think I remember. And then I had gotten mm-hmm. her uh, mixed up with. Um, Corin's daughter, one of the military, uh, okay. the daughter, yeah. who uh, Kieran had also met like once. Yeah, like and, Ella or something. I think her name is. Yeah, Elan. El- oh yeah. yeah, it's like Elandra. Anyways, uh, I think I feel like I remember when we talked to Jen Lyon, she said that she did not intend Shaloran to be like a character. I can see that, and I can and also then, see how Shaloran showed up anyway. She seems like yeah. one of those characters. She's great. I love her. She's so great. She's like the hot murder version of like the French aristocrats who hide yeah. behind their fans and titter. Yeah. Only she's not tittering. She's casting a spell. Murdering. Murdering. I don't know. There was a better. <laughs> yeah, we get that that little tease where she like spreads her fan, and it's they you know the narrator says it's the equivalent of her drawing a sword, but we don't mm-hmm. know what it means until later. Yeah, she means it. Pretty literally. Yeah. <laughs> it's a murder fan. It's pretty dope. And like, it introduces the Lash, and we have no idea who the Lash is. Yep. And like, there's just this crazy voice of being like, Javon, why can't I see through your yeah. eyes? And, and we're like, also like, what is happening? When Drahibia shows up, like, baby, 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 no, no, oh, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Come back to me. It's like, what is happening yeah Knowing, it's hard yeah right. sorry go ahead. it's hard to put myself into that mindset of the first time i read this because i it's hard to like i didn't i had to remember who shaloran was i had to like why is gail in here why is kalindra here why is javon dressed up like a pirate 
What is the lash? Why is the lash a giant crack in the talks? Uh, why does why does cone of hair? I think by this point, because I had just read the first three in quick succession, I think by this point I had just learned. I was like, just fucking watch. Just keep, just fucking keep going. Just keep reading. You're not gonna understand what's happening. You will eventually. It will all make sense. Just go. Yeah. And this is not the right time to be pointing this out in the podcast, but like that's great advice for all the books. Like you're just gonna you're gonna absorb maybe 20% and then you're going to absorb 40 and then by the end of the book you're going to understand everything and you're going to be like oh yeah and like I mean I, I would imagine that the listeners have mostly picked this up from us by now it's like we miss things all the time that we don't yeah. that, then when we go back we find them again but it didn't impact our initial enjoyment of the book right but this also yeah. only applies to books that are exciting even though you don't know what's happening there yeah. you know it's the like the equivalent of oh you have to play 20 hours of this video game until you yeah. get to the good part like yes, no. the final fantasy <laughs> way <laughs> yeah if you don't if you if yeah. you're not enjoying the beginning of chapters yeah guess what listeners it's okay to not finish a book yeah. i don't know if you know this yeah yeah because yeah there's definitely books out there that that we have read that we have stopped reading or finished sometimes where like it's a lot up front and there's not enough payoff yeah or sometimes it is worth it, but you have to be in the mood for it. Yeah. Like, Gene Wolfe, Grandmaster of Fantasy. Oh, whether dude. or not, he, But, like, Oof. it is so much effort. He yeah. gives you no context, and you just throw in there, and, yeah. like, the writing is immaculate, and the the ideas are fantastic, but you have to stick with it. And sometimes you're just yeah. like, no. It's Dragon trying to get her girlfriend to stop being darkness <laughs> crazy. Do I know what that means? Maybe. But Do I, I get it That's instinctively? Yeah. Sure. I haven't read any Gene Wolfe, so I have no idea what you're it's talking about. It's a lot. It's, he like, yeah, two fun facts about Gene Wolfe. One, he invented Pringles. What? Uh, he was an engineer before uh, he had a career writing fantasy. And either he invented the can for storing them or he invented the shape of them. I don't know. He's like the Pringles guy. And then he was like, congratulations to me. I'm now going to take over fantasy also. But I do understand this feeling because I have read uh, all of Malazan Book of the Fallen. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God, similar, Josh, no. Similar similar vibe, less pages. <laughs> oh, I, I like those books. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, no. And I like Gene Wolfe books, but like, man, you're ready. Be ready yeah. to just fucking... I, yeah, I, I could. I, I read the first two or three, I think, in that series, and then I was just like, "No, I can't anymore." My phone is not used to being me being up at this hour, so my alarm clock <laughs> just went off. <laughs> I just looked it up, and so Gene Wolfe invented the machine that cooks Pringles. There we go. Like I don't know if he did the shape too. But yeah, it was the that's wild something something Pringles. Yeah, truly a master know. of the future. Just. Just the best yeah. guy. He's like, here's an old. He, he was famous in sci fi fantasy for combining elements of fantasy and sci fi. So I feel like, you know, that, that was yeah. foreshadowed by potatoes yeah. and old food cooked in a new way. That's like, that's like how Christopher Lee was like a World War II spy and a metal singer. You know? Right? <laughs> Just like delightful extra facts about right. like people. Some people have 
the storied lives that we talk about yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> and he was like, he was like Tolkien's cousin or something. Like they're like distantly related. Huh. Yeah, they like yeah, he yeah. like I think it, 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 I saw so, like he was the only person in the movies who actually ever met Tolkien. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. He was a anyway. Huge fan. Anyways. So Sanare shows up and teleports them. <laughs> and Speaking and of good, hot wizards, a great throwback to uh, the name of all things. Uh, she opens the gateway underneath them and drops them. And Janelle mm-hmm. is like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> she knows what's up. And then we get, because this is from uh, Therese's point of view. Like, I, I, I forgot that he had been to Shadragor uh, because, um, you know, when Thane tele, you know, when Thane kills uh, Tarendel and then teleports Tarath away, they go to Shadragor to. That's how. That's where Thane prepares that ritual yeah, that she was going to do, and so I think he says he was like there three weeks. Yeah, that sounds right. And so. Uh, the like the now the majority of the people that get teleported in know what Shadragor is, except for like Kalindra, Galen, Shaloran. Yeah, I like how when you're reading this for the second time, you just like there's always a character there who doesn't know what's going on at all, which is Kalindra. And like a couple others, which is not her fault. Yeah. And then there are characters who sort of know what's going on, and then there are characters who definitely know what's going on. And it's just like, choose your own adventure. Do you want a Charmander or Squirtle? You know? <laughs> you know, like, Bulbasaur please. for life, yeah. and you're all wrong if not, but like. Yeah. Just you, I get my exposition. Yeah. And I also get to enjoy the various characters being like, no, you fucked up. No, you fucked up. Oh, God, <laughs> I fucked up. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, the wizards don't have a great time of it. They do not. And it's so cute because, like, Thurvishar is like, this was brilliant, except for it's terrible. (laughs) It's not You're so smart, and I love you, and we're all gonna die. Yeah, (laughs) and we can't leave now, because if if anybody leaves, it'll be over, like, the second they're out, basically. Yeah. Yeah, so for anybody who didn't get it, which I'm not, I don't remember totally grokking it the first time I read it. I and correct me if I'm wrong here, but part of Volkaros prison is that he's just slowed way the fuck down. And they're sympathetically linking him to a place that sped way the fuck up to kinda get him to come yeah, out of so, his thing. So Senere finds that she's like, okay, so Ki- they Kir- Talon killed Kieran. The idea is that Kieran is gonna go and like try to therapy Volkaros. Um, but Zenare remembers that, yeah, like, Volkaroth is really slowed down, and so therefore, so is Kirin. So, like, the, he's not going to accomplish that within the time span that they need outside of it. Uh, so so right, she's like, okay, great, I just need to speed days. things up. So she, sympathetic, she, she sympathetically links Volkaroth's prison with the lighthouse, and then brings them all there. Uh, like, I... Uh, <laughs> think as like moral support kind of like I, I can't remember her exact reasoning and then Thurvishar is like oh no 
this was a great idea, except the problem is now we can't leave because time moves so fast here that even though he's, like, Volkaroth is originally slowed, now he's going fast, he could be out of here in a matter of days, weeks, in outside time, and we're fucked. Yeah. If Yeah, if they leave and come back, it's, it's over. He'll already, it'll already, already be done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he's creeping into the lighthouse itself, and once he gets into the light, the full lighthouse, he'll start going extra fast, and yeah. And then he presumably can get into the real world. It also puts into, and this is not this is not a spoiler for the last book, but also puts into context how the consequences of what happened at the end of Memory of Souls, how quickly events are going to. Like the memory, the ending of Memory of Souls is the trigger point of Ralosvar about to put his plan into action. And this is a forced stopgap in between Ralosvar, the end of Memory of Souls, and Ralosvar about to put his plan into action, which is what Senere says when we get um, her perspective and she sees what Kieran has done. Because before Kieran can finish, what he's doing, Ralosvar will already have put his plan into action. And that's when she comes up with the plan. How can I give Kieran more time before Ralosvar acts? And so it's like, you know, because for us, we're waiting years in between books. Not that many. I think but, but, If even. Yeah, yeah, yeah like but, but between... But yeah. Memory of Souls and Discord of yeah, Gods yeah, is like yeah, two yeah. years. So like Relos Vara is about to, you know, do it. It's like mm. we, we there's like five days where Terraith mopes yeah. and I don't know where Senerai what she's doing uh fits into those five days. But that's it. It's five days. Yeah. And like you know, we we all have jobs. Five days is nothing. You can oh, blink and yeah. then five days are gone. So it, it puts into perspective how little time they have left before the climax of the story is about to happen. Yeah, everything ratchets up, like, significantly here. Yeah, but at the same time, it's a bottleneck episode. Yeah, it's honestly, mm-hmm. so, it's brilliant. Like, mm-hmm. the idea is, like, I need... X, Y, and Z emotional beats to happen, and I physically don't have enough time left in my story. But I have this device, which is, like, established. It's not a MacGuffin that she pulled out of the hat for this book. She's like, great. Bottle episode. (laughs) Time-compressed bottle episode. And it's great. I love it. And then most of the flashbacks are during the events of... Yeah, the name, the name of all things, and the memory of souls. Yeah, so yeah. so it was like the, with this book, Jen Lyons let get like, you know, she has her cake and eats it too because we get the we get what happened to all these characters that weren't in the last books. We get Kieran in the the Valkaroth prison, uh, and then we get you know this bottle episode of all these characters having to be within. You know, so five great. feet of each other uh, in this place they can't leave. Yeah. It's like, it's so chaotic in these first, like, couple of chapters because, like, you know, they're getting settled and, like, people are being like, 
you're here, you're here, you're here, who are you? And, like, (laughs) Cone and Janelle are back together for the first time since he betrayed her, and it's super awkward. And then also, Mm -hmm. like, oh, and then uh, uh, in the first chapter, Talia pulls a Kirin and lets Javon stab her. And so, like, Talia's, like, guts are, like, coming out. She's like, hey, what's up? I'm dying. (laughs) (laughs) How is your dog? And Cone heals her up, and, like, and, like, Javon's got uh the the grail of Thane and we don't know what that is yet and there's a there's a lot and then yeah all the all the Volcara stuff and like Terraith and Janelle finding out that Kieran is dead and Thervishar mm-hmm. being like yeah he knew you would react this way which is why he did it like there's there's a lot going on and I I'm I revel in the chaos of it all. Yeah. I love I love the part where Senere is like, do you really think I would like show you this memory to try to convince you that I was on your side? And everybody's like, yes. And then she's like, and do you th- really think I'm dumb enough to think that would work? And then awkward side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, but it, it's like even for the first six chapters, you start to realize uh, that Volharoth and Kieran, who are trapped in some kind of like mindscape are having a memory fight, which is, like, at a certain point, it's really hard to make wizard duels interesting, because it's just (laughs) like, okay, well, I throw a building at him. So this is a good way to keep, like, the the idea of magic fresh. It's like, okay, so so what is actually emotionally affecting, not just, like, a dope thing you can do? And the, the, the consequences of these memories, some of them are like, see, your friends are all betrayers. Like, they're they're kind of bad people. And Kieran's like, yeah, but they can change. Or like, they didn't have full information. Um, so it's, it's a good like philosophical take. I yeah. Feel like. Yeah. It's a real like philosophy battle. And like from a writing standpoint too, it's great because yeah, it is way more interesting than a wizard fight and mm. you get to build characters and plot and all that stuff at the same time. Yeah. It's I really agree. But if Kieran had any, like, classical training in philosophy, there's no way that he would have lost this battle with... Because, like, Tharic or Valkaroth is talking about these people being, like, terrorists. And he's talking about, like, morality in a way that anybody who had, like, any classical philosophy would be like what is morality and like <laughs> like throw throw like like for a god to be like throwing these like very human concepts back at kieran about his friends being murderers and terrorists and betrayers and <laughs> like anybody all kieran would need is like spirit kieran like to smoke a little bit of weed and be like, <laughs> that's just from your perspective, man. <laughs> oh my god. And I... also, like, he's calling Senere a terrorist against who? Quar? Like, when... Mm. Quar didn't exist when Sarek was around. It, it's just like, and now that we know what this Valkaroth is, in hindsight, the the moral quandaries that he brings up as a god are very human and not very 
godlike. Yeah, totally. But then again, like, you know, the whole thing that they've been throwing around for the last three books is the eight immortals aren't gods. They're just people. Right, yeah. And also, Sarek is... This Valkarov slash Sarek is a hypocrite because we learn later that, you know, he committed genocide against the... Uh, what are they called? The the like the Kraken people? Oh, the Boromir? No, no they're the... like called the Sisters of Laka. Oh, or... uh, yeah, yeah, the Sisters the Lak. It's not Laxa. That's a curry dish. Yeah, I think it's Laka. Laka, daughters of Laka. Daughters, daughters of Laka. Right, yeah, daughters. we get a flashback of like them like hunting down mm. a mother and child, like Ther- So yeah, fun facts about the Lash. Like, never let it be said that Jen Lyons has met any character in any form that cannot have a redemption arc if it wants totally. one. Just kind of like, yeah. you think this is a giant kraken, the kraken attacking your monastery? Nope. It's a sad girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, truly. Yeah. I just, forgot. Just some life uh, drama. The, one of the top, top tier Thurbishar moments is... So Janelle and Teraith like confront him because they've they've noticed that Kieran is gone, and so they confront Thervishar because Janelle's like he doesn't seem concerned. I think he knows something, and so he reveals that he conspired with Kieran for Kieran to die and for Talon to take over, mm-hmm. and he's just like upset. He's like, I should have left a letter. <laughs> he's like, I'm not good at this in person conversation. I should have just left a letter. So great. Yeah. Thurvishar just being like, you know, I could have avoided human contact a little bit more. <laughs> right. It's like, I sympathize, man. Yeah, honestly. Well, they don't find out in, until the Senaray flashback, because Terath has that that threat of like, cause the only thing they know is that Kieran went to the Blight. And then Terath ends that with like, to Thurvishar, he's like, if I find out that Kieran's dead, so are you. Oops. And then we have that scene of like uh when Terath finds out via Senare's flashback, mm-hmm. where he holds the knife mm-hmm. to Thervishar's throat, and Senare is wondering like why Thervishar let him get that close. Because mm-hmm. oh, there yeah. was no And in the footnotes she even says she's like, I would still like to find out what that what you were thinking there. Yeah. But Thervishar being the only adult is, I mean, I guess Kalindra's there now too. Yeah. Um, but she's got a lot of high emotions going on though. She's a bit distracted. She, yeah, she's got her own concerns, which are legit. But uh, you know, like, hey, I was separated from my one and only child during an attack by a kraken and a dragon. <laughs> but yeah, Thervishar, yeah. I do appreciate that. Like, he just kind of lets Janelle and Teresh threaten people indiscriminately <laughs> it's just like it's fine it's how they process emotions yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like yeah it's uh, yeah i've been here done that just just let them it's fine yeah interesting start interesting like dueling narratives once again because mm-hmm. they're not distinct in time in the same way for the fourth time so yeah. they're all of the things are happening simultaneously, but they're filled with memories. They're not distinct timelines. So, it, yeah. Yeah, it's Yet again, different than 
some of the previous books where, like, yeah. you would have the different, like, timelines. So this is, like, flashing back over and over. And hopping around between, like, this happened five years ago, this happened two years ago, right. this happened two weeks ago. Yeah. And this is where, like, um, when I talk about um, the Sarek slash Valkoroth, that's not a criticism of Jen Lyon's oh, writing right. of that character. It's just more interesting how, um, like, for prime example, the Valkoroth slash Sarek throwing that memory, the Javon memory, uh, in Kieran's face, like, this is what your friends are like. And, you know, Javon, uh, and within context, this is not that far after Javon and Talia have admitted their feelings to each other. Mm-hmm. And then Javon is lashing out Talia. She lashes out against the spurned and says, oh, I don't care about them. It's really She, brutal. like, she says, I should have killed in her thoughts, in her inner thoughts, she says, I should have killed Janelle when Sulis had her yeah. possessed. And then she said, I'll do anything to get to Sulis. And then uh, the problem I have with that, not in the sense of writing, is like everybody who's experiencing that memory could tell that this is, you know, grief. Like she is reacting in a way from grief in a world with magic and so it's not like grief in our world it's grief in a world of you know swords and magic and survival and so like and then they like i like the way that she play uh, jen lyons plays it with uh janelle talking about it while javon is not out of the room and then javon just enters like yeah, I was a huge bitch. <laughs> like, like it's if they're experiencing the memories, they're also ex- can tell the emotional state yeah, that like Javon feeling is in. Everything she's yeah. she's not like in a normal state. So, like in hindsight, it's like, oh, I should have known something was up with this this Valkaroth because it's like it's very it's a very flimsy argument on his half from my perspective just right. based on these six chapters like we our next episode we could be like oh yeah now he has a better now he has a better argument but yeah you're totally right like Siobhan they don't they don't go into the whole context it's kind of brief and even in the previous book like we don't see Siobhan having a good relationship with her former husband or with her child like that doesn't really come up but She's just, but she did have a good relationship with them and she just found their bodies and she doesn't know if the demon she has just failed to capture after months of chasing her has eaten them or just is torturing them. Like, that's a lot. So that's a process. So. Yeah, and the fact that like, not only did Sulis get away, but like Sulis is a demon now and is basically untouchable. By someone yeah. like Siobhan. Unless... Yeah, not only did her enemy, like, not face justice, her enemy got everything she wanted. Yeah. Um, oh, and then we get more... We get So, like, it's interesting in this book, like, so Shaloran is back, and they, and, you know, they, they uh, 
Jen Lyons writes it so that you have a couple references where people like use her her old last name, Detalis, to remind us like, oh, she's Detalis. Okay, now she, yep, she's married to Gallon. She's a demon now. Uh, and then we find out that the Stone of Shackles is being held by her mother. And it's like, all of a sudden it's like, okay, what's up with this Detalis family? There's something going on here. Um, and I do like, like, we don't actually see a lot of the other uh, noble houses in in the series, like, especially even in book one. And so it is kind of fun to, like, see how one of the other big houses uh, works in this book. Mm-hmm. And, like, what is, like, really going on at these, like, upper echelons of power in Kerr. That's a way to bring, like... Bring it back to book one with the Stone of Shackles. Yes, yes. <laughs> we we, yeah. we missed you around these parts. <laughs> I mean, it's true too because, like, I think we learn in book two that, like, it's back and it's somewhere and we don't know where. Like that idea is like kind of scary. Yeah. And now we now that mystery is solved is where it went. It's also just like it occurred to me. As I was reading this, like, oh, yeah, try, like, I was just trying to remember back, like, when the Stone of Shackles reformed, and then who had it, and then who had it next. It's just kind of like, it's kind of nice that this didn't turn into a fetch quest series, mm. where it's like, okay, now go destroy the other seven, Ugh, quick. Right. It's just like, it's not Harry Potter book seven by she who shall no longer be named. It's, you know, like, oh, quick, find all the things and then smash them. It's like no, these are these are called cornerstones for a reason. They're holding stuff up. <laughs> yeah, That's not, I love the uh, the little hint that Senere gives where she's like, "Oh, Relisvar will let you keep it. He has a plan mm. for all those cornerstones." And mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and and What's the that idea plan? that like, yeah, you like, I don't even think that you could take uh, Lady Detalis. Like, she's uh, she's she's something. We're gonna like, we're gonna find out exactly what something. Yeah, I love her. By the way, she's great. The whole Detalis yeah. family rules, honestly. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Senere, it's nice to get like we've had a lot of Senere by this point, but it's nice to hear her perspective on things. Just like she is, as she interacts more with the dumb shit that Kieran does, <laughs> she seems younger and younger and more naive and more naive. And it's like kind of sad and kind of sweet where she's just like, I just wanted to make a world where no one had to go through what I went through. And that's really noble. That's yeah. Kieran levels of noble. Yeah. And like, she did it the wrong way, but like, you know, you do weird shit when you're 16 and mm-hmm. there's a cult leader who's like, hey, baby. Yeah, like in her letter to to Rose Far at the beginning, she was like, "You were my pole star. You saved mm-hmm. me. You educated me. You like t- you you taught me that I could take on the entire fucking world." And it turns out you didn't actually believe in me. You were just gonna use me, and mm-hmm. I'm out. Yeah. Do you think she saw uh, Rose Far as like? Is it was it like a father figure kind of deal? I think she she even Probably. says in the letter she was like I did see you as a father in a way like because she makes reference to her actual father she's like he sucked. Yeah, I really do love that chapter, um, that gives Senere's memories when she goes into the blight with mm-hmm. Talon, and without even, and I, it's funny I don't think because Senere probably has. Magical mental blocks. Yeah. I think so. uh, Talon doesn't need to read 
Senere's mind to figure out what's going on because she brings Talon there and sees what Kieran has done. And Talon's like, you could have already told Relishvar this right now, and you haven't, and you haven't yet, and I can tell that you're not going to. Yeah, you're thinking about how do I keep this from Relishvar. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great moment. Like, Talon for how she is also like a fucking monster and terrifying. <laughs> like being a crazy mimic makes you really good at judging people's like emotions and words and actions. Yeah, but she's also has Kieran now who's also good at reading people. Yeah, that's true. So it's like she yes. she's like uh it's like rolling with advantage yeah. for Talon right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That has got to just be the weirdest. Now I'm just thinking about how it works internally with mimics, and it's just like, oh god. It's, I just imagine like a room full of people all screaming. Yep. Yeah. Basically, it sounds awful. Like no wonder she's insane. There's yeah. like a, an X Men comic from like the early 2010s where they finally uh, cured Rogue of like her the the immunability where she touched people and killed them right away. And it shows like, it was like a psychological block and it shows like internally all of the people that she had accidentally killed. And it shows like all of them, like in a weird amalgamation Ooh. in like her brain of all the people. And they had to like get rid like in a, like a weird gelatinous mountain pile. Ooh. And that's what I imagine is in Talon's brain. Just this weird... Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> now Karen's part of that pile. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also kind of wonder what it's like to be... Like... At a certain point, you can't keep theorizing about it because it kind of gets weird. But is it like a transporter accident in... Star Trek? Like, is there a version of Kieran inside Talon's head? Or is it just, like, all of his mannerisms and, like, knowledge? I mean, I... Like, that that feels like a chicken and egg situation almost, right? Like... Yeah. What, what is a person if not their feelings and mannerisms? Like... Wait, you know? wait, wait. In these books, it's their soul. Yeah, I so suppose, there is, yeah. Like, there's yeah, that, but... Uh, yeah. He, she does not have his soul. That that one Senere, I think, specifically mentions. Yeah. I just realized like, something really matter? fucked up, though, what? about Talon. She has Kieran mm-hmm. and his two, pa- like, yeah. his parents. Yeah. Yeah. I think and his like, lover. Awkward. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I think, like, absorbing Kieran is, like, a big part of why Talon does really start to change in this mm-hmm. book, too. Like, she's been on the way. Mm-hmm. But it's hard, it's hard to uh, take take a boy like Kieran into you, and and also like to be actively like playing him and portraying him, and to not like have that rub off on you to a certain degree, and and also you know they're about to go through uh, a book's worth of like group therapy together too, so that helps. But, yeah, Talon but I, I, gained I, the yeah. ability empathy, and we have seen like where Talon's different personalities inside of her do like make decisions and change her behavior, like in book one. Where instead of killing Kieran, she take like takes him and you know puts him on the slave ship originally, yeah. 
so like we do know that like the personalities do have a certain amount of sway over the overall behavior. She's like the opposite Dexter. Like one of those serial killers <laughs> who only ever is like, it's good when you only kill other serial killers. It's like, no, Talon has to kill only good people or she'll get worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta balance it. Yeah. I, I mean, that's like, I'm sure some Vane historian or philosopher has has done a paper on this. Is like, are, are mimics inherently bad? Or if you like had a mimic who only killed good people, would they be a good person? Or does the act of having a million people in a blob inside of your brain make you too crazy to be good? Like, Yeah. But if you're too crazy to be good, that kind of follows that you're also too crazy to be evil. Like, you just don't have yeah. any control. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's like, so. is Talon only kind of fucked up because she's been, like, an assassin killing other shitty people for however long? I don't even know if we know how old she is. Millennia, I yeah. think, right? Because, like, so, yeah. she was pre- yeah. Mammal split. I think right? This Earth, but yeah, pre yeah. pre Vonnie divorce. I think they imply that just the act of creating the mimics makes them insane. That would make sense. I mean like, like they're born be horrible. insane. Because yeah. it's like a messed up version of what is supposed to happen at the well of spirals. Yeah. It's like, congratulations, you're goo. Yeah. Like, I, I don't remember. I guess I'll just have to, you know, reread all the yeah, first three books. Yeah, we get a little more mimic info in this book and maybe the next one? Can't remember. In the next one, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, for reasons. Yeah, because that thing that happens. Yeah, so, you know, Sanare has changed the Shadra Gore. They can't leave. Uh, there's music coming from uh, yes. who knows where. It's so mm-hmm. Was that Kieran? I, I love the like haunted house aspect of this book. I think that's like another reason why I really like it is like mm. it's like a crossover of all the characters I like, and they're stuck in a haunted house doing a a, a how done it together. Like it's <laughs> it's great. It's a D and D one shot. <laughs> like, it also, totally is. It totally is. They drop a few hints that there's another person. Yeah. Both. Uh, both um, Senere in her notes uh, and hints Kieran, at it from Valkaroth yeah. and then Kieran doesn't sense the the twelfth person, but Valkaroth knows yeah. about the twelfth person. It was like hit Valkaroth's little like um, you know, break glass in case of emergency, so I win kind of thing. And we don't, we don't, as of right now, when we're reading these, we don't know mm-hmm. who it oh, is. Yeah. 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 Like, I remember, like, and I, I didn't even remember who it was when I first was was doing these chapters. And I was, like, trying to, I was like, who the fuck is it? And I was, like, re, like going back through and counting out, like, Gallon Crow. <laughs> oh, I totally did that, too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who's that 12th person? Yeah, twelve they refer to them as the a stowaway. Yeah, the stowaway. Yeah, and like there are hints of who it is in Memory of Souls, mm-hmm. which oh yeah, this I, has been planned. That was the crazy that we thing talked about. about. Reading that, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I did not pick up on that the first time. People, so you didn't hear it. But it's been yeah, there since book one, really. 
but there's like clear clues yeah. who it is. Yeah. And yeah. but like there are it's like a oh, we've seen that character, but we don't know anything about them in the background of the last book. Yeah, all we can tell you definitively is that it's not Butterbelly. It's definitely Butterbelly. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> That was a good throwback. <laughs> I forgot about Butterbelly. <laughs> How could you forget? Oh my god. One day. One day Butterbelly will have justice. Butterbelly rides again. Butterbelly's <laughs> in hell. Yeah. <laughs> I forget. Who killed Butterbelly? Did Talon kill Butterbelly? I'm pretty sure. Does Butterbelly inside her? No. Because his body was still there. I so think he just got regular thing. killed. Okay. I think. Torn up. Which is unfortunate, because he was a painter, you know? She could have had some nice yeah, skills. nice hobby. Now why do I remember got, that? She's got like, Kieran now, so she thing? can she can play the harp now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are, there are multiple people who could be doing the... See, that's yeah. the thing, that's the reason why the haunted house aspect of this bounced off me a little bit, is just kind of like, well... It might be, like, there are a lot of reasonable explanations, whereas in a horror novel, there never is. Mm, okay. Here, it's like, well, yeah. Kieran could be affecting things. There are multiple wizards of God tier. It's just kind of like, there's a reason, like, it's not an X-Files episode. There's a reasonable explanation <laughs> for this. Yeah. Fair. Fair. I did like that Senere, uh explained to Thervishar, um, where she's like, you thought Valkaroth was a child. Mm. No, this is uh, a, all the negative emotions of a guy so talented that Relos Var was jealous. Yeah. I do love that something that we run into a lot in these books is Jen Lyons is perfectly happy for her characters to be wrong all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. a, a lot of books you'll get where, like, you know, the the weird theory that the characters throw out is secretly right, and that's, like, how they figured out, like, these mm -hmm. characters are wrong about shit all the time. And, like, in ways where sometimes it really matters and sometimes it doesn't. Like, and sometimes I they just, just have... throw out a theory that's wrong and it's okay because they figure it out later. I have so much respect for that in writing because it is so difficult to keep track not just of what's happening, but what people think is yeah. happening. Yeah. Oh my! And she has so many characters who all have different have asymmetrical knowledge. Right. It's a, it's like a eight dimensional rhombus of yeah. knowledge. Yeah. It's also like all her characters. You know the thing they tell you all the time is that you shouldn't fear failure because failure. You learn from it. While most book characters usually don't fail. Mm -hmm. Or that it's just like there's a hint that they might be failing. And then at the last minute they turn it around. But yeah. these characters fail. All the time. And then they learn from it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah totally. Yeah, the second book, despite its spectacular ending, was a complete failure. It ended in complete failure. Yeah, and like... They have, they do have realistic reactions to their failures a lot of the time, but it doesn't become like their single focus. Like you, like there are books right. out there where like somebody fails and then they spend the next whole ass book moping about it, and it's like the cornerstone of their emotional arc. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, no, like, we don't have time. Like, even, like, when Tarath is moping about having yeah. to kill he his mom. Yeah, he moped for five days, yeah, and, Janelle and Janelle was like, like, we gotta get back to this. I, I get it. <laughs> oh. You're upset. I'm also upset. I love you. Uh, but sh- we got shit we need to do. That was a great scene of Janelle talking to Tarath because of, and it's especially true with how closely, um, in time, we read the last book where Therese was constantly failing mm-hmm. his conversations with Janelle. Mm-hmm. Where in this beginning of this book, Janelle is talking about, you know, admitting that she needs help. She is, you know, submitting in the Jorty's way to, to Therese. Mm-hmm. And Therese is understanding what, what the, like, um, the weight of what that means. Cause now, you know, Janelle and Therese understand each other where in the beginning of the last book, they did not understand each other at all. And so I love that scene where Janelle is like, I need you. I need you to get it together. I need your help. And it's like, you know, the light bulb above Therese's head of like, Oh, I get it. This is a big deal. Yeah. That's a really good point. Cause Therese, like, understandably could refuse to do stuff right then and i do i did also appreciate the footnote it was just like i don't think i can roll my eyes hard enough with the (laughs) the idea that like men don't ask for help was like yeah thank you (laughs) oh yeah it's great like cenary is immediately like roasting them in the footnotes it's delightful there's like a one she makes like when kieran is talking to volkaroth and Kieran makes a note about uh, something being terrible, and and then the footnote is, and also not immune to drama. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, excellent. Like I couldn't feel anything. It was like except drama. Yeah, except Jesus. melodrama. Yeah, yeah. yeah. is great. Top tier. Zenery is so great. Yeah. I love her and Thervishar so much. There's not really that many characters that I like. Even characters that I hate, it's not that I don't like them, it's just that they're the antagonists, so mm-hmm. they're written well yeah. to me not liking them. Yeah, yeah. But there's no, like, characters that are like, ugh, I wish this character was not in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because she goes through characters in a way that, like, everybody made a big deal with George R. R. Martin doing it, but here it's just like... No, Darzan's dead. Like, we fucking killed him. You Like, he was a great antagonist. He yeah. was so creepy and awful. And, like, Gadrith, dead. Like, Relisvar is persisting, but, like, not for lack of trying. And they've killed multiple gods at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I can't think of a character that I was like, man, I really wish this character wasn't in the book. Yeah, no. And for me, usually in a series, there's at least... Yeah, even the ones that like I hate. Yeah, I hated like Darzan. Like Darzan was a well-written, terrible person. Right. Exactly. Or like I'm, I'm remembering how I was still really upset with Cone, but like that doesn't mean I didn't want to see him again. Which is an interesting thing. Like, because you totally understand his betrayal. So. Yeah, good, writing, think, uh, good characters. What else happens in these chapters? 
Like uh, a shit ton, but also not a lot. It's a lot of exposition. <laughs> it's a lot of, yeah. like, you know, you have your, your action sequence with the Kraken and the Lash and Talia and Javon's sword fight, and then they all end up at the tower. And it's a lot of, like, people conversing and, like, checking in, like, this character's here, this character's here, this character's here. You know, you get a couple cute little interactions between people, but for the most part, it's like setting the stage. Um, and I think even we st- we we're starting to kind of at the end of chapter six move into things like we've got the reveal of the Grail of Thane. There's a kind of a vague understanding of what is happening between Volkaroth and Kieran, where they're like showing memories, and everybody is experiencing these memories at the same time. So it's like okay, stage set. Now the show is going to start. Oh, also we get the reveal that uh, the island of Devor has yes. Sindril's secret notes. Yes. And that Gris only had like a portion of them. Yeah. Oh, and that there were like, yeah, like runes or there was like magic protecting the island and somebody came and sabotaged it all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know we talked about this before, but I also really appreciate that, like, the entirety of this plan to to maybe fix the world is based on some fucking third engineer who never graduated being like, yeah, I think I reconstructed this person who's really dead's notes, <laughs> but I don't have them all. And everyone's like, that's fine. We can go with this. It's okay. So, yeah, talk about, like, incomplete knowledge. Like, this is not... I don't know. I, I wish yeah. I had a better analogy. It's just like if one elf survived and was like, remember how we used to live in trees? Anyway, <laughs> I made this box. It's a 14,000 year old game of telephone. Like, right. Yeah. In multiple languages. And planets. And planets. Yeah. And universes. Yeah. Oopsie. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. We get some dope maps at the beginning of this book. We do. Like, it's the first map we see with Nithral on it, and, like, uh, because I think, like, up up until maybe, like, the last book, we didn't have a great sense of, like, what is Nithral? Where is it? And it is, it's a second continent. It's, uh, yeah. And then you get a, yeah, the same map of Kerr that we've had for a while, and then we have a map of the lighthouse itself, Mm -hmm. um, which I don't think was in the arc that we read, and so I had not seen the lighthouse map, uh, so that was pretty cool. That, that was just going to be my comment. Like, I don't even know what maps you're talking about mm. because my arc does not have those maps. Uh, okay, yeah, and yeah. I have, I have not looked at the hardcover yet. Yeah, I know. This was, like, the first time I, like, actually cracked the hardcover because by the time we got them, we had already read the arcs, but... Right. Yeah. The lighthouse is actually the lighthouse, which is original, and then a mm. building that was appended to it. Yeah. So it's like a it's like a footnote building. Yay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there oh there's some like just like interesting little tidbits about like where who built this lighthouse? Why is it out of time? Like nobody really knows. And like it's I don't it's like it's one of those things where like I, I, I enjoy both that uh Jen Lance is happy for her characters to be wrong sometimes. She's actually also happy for them to just not know. Like mm-hmm. Thermshire and Senere are incredibly intelligent and they don't know where the lighthouse came from. And why it's like time shifted. I also like that her characters 
are uh, niche little weirdos with their own hobbies <laughs> where they like they because they pass by the living quarters in Chadragor and it's like got intricate like marble designs on the wall oh, yeah. and I think Santa Ray is like oh is that you Thervishar mm-hmm. like, mm. so we know that Thervishar spent a time here in Chadragor not studying not learning magic just yeah. you know Let's let's make the wall look nice. Yeah. Doodling. Yeah. Well, and there's also like the darker version of that, which is he was like somewhat imprisoned here for parts of his mm-hmm. life because Gareth oh, was like yeah, making him grow older than he was supposed to be, so he didn't look like Sandus's son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, he has just spent a lot of time here. The uh, the Grail of Thane when it comes up. It has my favorite line in these chapters where Janelle goes, uh, oh, now you've done it. The wizards don't know something. Because <laughs> <laughs> now um, Sanerai and Thervishar start, you know, asking questions about, oh, what is what is the grail of Thane? I do love that they are just like immediately like teamed up like, oh, God, all right, we got to figure this shit out. Oh, it's really interesting that Kalindra knows what it is. But Terafe yes. does not. Yes. Like, ooh, my mom had more secrets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think somebody even says that. Like, oh, it looks like your mom didn't tell you everything. Yeah, I Which feel bad for Which is a little glow, because he knows that super well right now. Yeah, fair. Oof. I think Talon says it, yeah. so it makes yeah, okay, sense. Okay, yeah, that, oh, sounds, yeah, that yeah. sounds right, yeah. <laughs> not unwarranted, just mean. I also like how he's like, yeah, of course she had a grail. She had like 40 of them. We drank from them all the time. I was like, no, dude, not a cup. <laughs> oh, it's Kalindra who says it. That makes sense, too. She's kind of snippy. Yeah. She doesn't know that Therese killed Dene. She knows the gods. She knows dead, that Dene's though. dead. She doesn't know yeah. Therese did it. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. 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 Whoops. Oops. It's interesting that Kieran still refers to her as my Kalindra, though. Right? Yeah. Like, dude, Sinera really? Comments on it. Yeah. She's like, yeah, he was young at the time, and so this has an outsized effect mm-hmm. on his weird little ego. Go figure. All right, moving <laughs> on. It's like, dog, you have, like, a boyfriend and a girlfriend now. Like, you're fine. It also, but, like, it makes sense. I kind of I kind of like that moment because always in books no one ever has the same name, and it kind of struck me as a moment where he's like, no, 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 no. the the specific Kalindra that yeah. I'm thinking of, yeah. the one that I know. It was probably slightly to... a nod to us as readers, like to right. confirm. Yeah. yeah. I just like the idea that Kalindra's like I don't know Stephanie in the eighties, <laughs> just like so many. <laughs> Jennifer. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, Jennifers. Well. <laughs> Jen Lyons would know. Fair. Brittany. <laughs> Kimberly. Brittany Kimberly, you don't hear anymore. <laughs> Kim. Kim Detalis. <laughs> Jason Demon. <laughs> Honestly, I can picture a Jason Demon. I can. That yeah. would track. Yeah. That's one of one of uh, uh, Theron's like many other nieces and nephews and just so many there's a lot of them well there were a lot of them i guess not so many now 
Or Jackson with two X's. <laughs> that would be, he'd be Yorin, Jackson with two X's. <laughs> Finding a way to suck even more than Koro's men. Truly. Here's Jackson. <laughs> oh. All right, well, that's I all think I that's, that's pretty much it. Like yeah. a lot of, there's a lot, but also not a lot. Yeah, like, it's a lot of manageable. stage setting. Yeah, and a lot of action. Yeah, but also a lot of teenagers yelling at each other. Yay! When you read it, you're like, oh my god, this is so dramatic, and then you close the book, and you're like, that's a thruple being mad. Yeah, a twenty year old thruple. It just like. Everybody take a breath, have some juice, get your, get your blood <laughs> get sugar back slice. up. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. take, take uh, some time. I will point out that Talia did not bring Ethaniel with her. Yeah. So uh, when Senere tells everybody, you know, about the time dilation, and that they can't get help, they really have no backup options. There's no Orthanriel. They can't get Tyenso. They can't get anybody. Like, there's nothing. It's yeah, just, it's up to them. truly on their own. Yeah. Yeah. Which gives it the, you know, the the haunted house yeah. vibes. Yeah. Yeah, Orthanriel's the only cell phone. <laughs> it gets into page know. to oh, Orthanriel. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, our cell phones don't have any power anymore. <laughs> Guess we're stuck in this house. I like the explanation for it too, because it's very like very tug in cheek. Talia's just like, oh yeah, I don't like carrying it around. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. I imagine like it has a, like a weird aura. It sounds like it whispers oh, in your brain. Prevents her too? from kissing her girlfriend too, because it Oh right. Yeah. That, there's another reason why. Talia does not like holding it now that we don't learn in these chapters. Yeah. But there is that, you know, coin that she takes out. Oh, right. And then Senere has the note about it being different from the coin that... She's uh, using a lot of percentages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, like, there's hints. There's hints. Mm-hmm. But it's still like Dorothy being like, yeah, the ruby red slippers, I don't know. The heels were like kind of uncomfortable, so... They're back in Munchkin Land. I'm just gonna. <laughs> it it digs into my thigh with this belt that I'm wearing. <laughs> Don't match my outfit. It's just a, it's just such a like adorable reason to not have a gun killing. Like, why wouldn't you have that? Come on, man. It's annoying. But it makes sense. It, yeah, it, honestly, yeah, it does. But also, it's funny. Cool. All right. Really glad we're getting back into this. We had a we had a significant hiatus for various exhaustion based reasons. Yeah, so life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, that... March eighteenth, twenty twenty three, y'all. Count it on your calendars, I guess. <laughs> Actually, yeah, you haven't had a hiatus, but we have. Just over a year, I think, since we started releasing the show. Jesus, really? I think it was That's March crazy. of last year, and it's been two years since we started recording. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Happy birthday, Yay. books. <laughs> All books everywhere. One birthday. Speaking of books, mm. Steph, what are you reading? I am reading 
I'm finishing up Raw Dog. I should need to finish it like this week. Um, what else am I reading? I'm still on Empire of Exiles. It, it's like, it's my nighttime book. So like, I'm mm-hmm. reading like three pages a day. So I'm going to be reading it for a while. Um, <laughs> but I did get to um, one of the first big twists. So I am like, ooh, oh, yes. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, so it's it's really good. I just like, I, I am reading it before bed and life is exhausting. That's kind of it. I started another book and then I was like, no, I need to finish book one, book one before I do more book two. So yeah, I'm kind of just reading the two right now, actually. What about you, Christina? What are you reading? Um, let's see. So I am on the fifth book in the series, or the first full book, not a novella, of the Murderbot series, which is really resonating with me because it's an overworked AI who doesn't want to do its job being depressed all the time and just <laughs> wanting to watch TV. And in fact, wanting to watch the same episodes of the same TV show over and over again. I'm just like, wow, that really is March and relatable. I get it. Yeah. And then also reading um, really great books so far. It's called All Sh- uh, Sorry, Our Share of Night. And it's about people with like Unclear if they're like cosmic horror powers or like magic powers in Argentina under the the dictatorship. Um, so like historical fantasy drama. Anyway, it's it's really good. So recommend all of those. Josh, you reading? Uh, I'm reading. Uh, this is a book that I've meant to read for a while. Uh, friend of the show Tim Lanning brought it up to me. Uh, the Priori of the Orange Tree I hear by it's on Samantha TikTok Shannon. All the time. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, I'm like 15% of the way through. There's so like- dragons. <laughs> there's like assassins. There seems to be a tension building up between one country that worships dragons, another country that fears them. Um, all the characters seem neat. And I'm also reading uh, The City of Dusk by Tara Sim. And it seems to be about um, the gods have, like, sealed away the city of people. And they call it the ceiling. And there's nobles that have different kinds of magic that seem to... Uh, all the kids of the nobles seem to want to get rid of the ceiling because there's like a it seems like they're on a plane of existence that eventually they won't sustain sustain them anymore and it's uh even though it stars uh like main characters are like teenagers it it, it's some reviews will say oh yeah this was young adult doesn't seem very young adult because i know the vibes of young adult and i don't really like them so much and this definitely does not seem like that so yeah i'm enjoying both those books so far i know the sequel to the priority of the orange tree i think either uh by the time you hear this it'll definitely be out but i think it either came out in february or it's coming out this month uh no no, you're right. On the, I think it came out on the 28th of February. Yeah, so I, I'm excited to, just based on the little I've read of the that book, I'm excited to read that, and that's what I'm reading. Oh, and then I'm, I'm 
continuing to read through all of uh, Joe Abercrombie's books from beginning to end, and I'm on the second book, uh, Before They Are Hanged. All right. Well, thanks for listening, as ever. Uh, books. Books. Oh, what about the socials? Oh, oh yeah. Steph O'Kingston. Books. <laughs> Four or five wits. Books. At Oladdy Girl. Books. Check us out on Geekly. Books. Books. Thank you for listening to No Page Unturned, part of the Geekly Inc. podcast family. You can now find us on Blue Sky at No Page Unturned. Our amazing theme music is by Bad Sparrow, and our cover art is by Mango You Art. Mm-hmm.